0: Hi, and welcome to my podcast, Torah Psych 101, where if you love Torah and you love psychology, this is the podcast you have been waiting for. I am your host, Dr. Jonathan Lassen. Let's get right into it. I want to share with you some ideas on resisting complacency in the context of Parshas bullock. So if you read the Parsha, it could be very disturbing if we take it in the wrong way. When we wake up in the morning, we always say one of the most famous tfilos, the prayer of Matovu, Alecha Yaakov, Mishken Osecha Yisrael. So we know that the author of this prayer is none other than the wicked Bilam. So the question always bothered me, like, why would we say this tefillah if uh, it was coming from, from Bilam's Balaam, mouth? Uh, we should have, like, totally rejected it and taking it out of our tfilas. So, it's been a troubling question for many people over the years, and I've always thought that the answer was embedded in Hashem's actually actual advice to, to Bilam, where he says, you should not go with them, you shouldn't invoke curse on the people, because they are blessed. So really, we're proving with our of Matovu, the affirmation that it's Hashem who is correct, and not a Russia like Bilaam, because... Hashem put those words in Balaam's mouth. So I still believe that that idea is true, but I've since expounded on um, that notion with another psychological insight based on the question that comes from the end of the whole Balaam story. So we know that after Balaam fails in his efforts to curse the Jews, he goes to a more logical plan that is to get the people of the Jewish nation to fall into the sin of immorality. See, let's tempt them with the oldest trick in the books, because that always seems to work. And it did work. And the question that always bothered me is why did why didn't Billam or even Bullock come up with the idea to begin with? You know, it certainly would have saved Bullock a lot of heartache. So the reason is because based on history, Bullock understood that the Jews ordinarily don't fall for these types of tricks, and we're told that throughout the whole period of the Jewish slavery, not a single woman was unfaithful to her husband, and this would imply that Jews don't go for that trick. So the question is, why did they fall for it this time? And I believe that the answer is partially based on the words of the Shemina Tov, and partially based on human psychology. So the Shemina Tov, which was written by Revdov Weinberger, the former Rav of the young Israel of Williamsburg, he suggests that as Chazal state, Bilam was a man with a sore eye He was a mean-spirited type of dude. He had hatred in his heart, and he hated the Jews as much, or even maybe even more than Balak, which is why, perhaps, that he, and not Balak, came up with the idea of seducing the Jews into being promiscuous. And Rav Weinberger elaborates on um, a fundamental principle in human behavior, and that is the complacency effect. And that basically states that when we are complacent or happy with where we are in life, we're tempted by more traps that we are confronted with. So this complacency was exacerbated by the bracha that Balaam gives to the Jews with the Matovu bracha, and by saying that you people are so amazing because of your modesty, and he saw that the tents, they didn't have any openings that opened up to their neighbors, so it even made them more modest. So that blessing made the Jewish people even more complacent. It made them feel like, wow, we're really good people. We're doing things right. We don't need to grow anymore. We're already at the top of our game. And this is why so many people throughout history have failed. So human nature tells us that When we feel like we've mastered something, we stop trying because our mind plays tricks on us. And the psychological trick is when we say, okay, we're done with this, and this is boring. Let's put some excitement into our lives. So we see this happen with athletes when they reach milestones in their careers, or when actors and actresses have made it to the top of their career, or when musicians achieve a platinum label for their artistry. And we've seen this over and over again in life. Complacency breeds bad things. So Judaism promotes growth, not stagnation and complacency. When we finish a mesecta, we keep going. When we finish reading the Torah, we go back and we read it again. We don't uh, become complacent. We don't ever do that. The mistake of the Jews was listening to the bracha of Bilaam with only half an ear. They heard how goodly your tents are meaning the Matovu bracha, but they missed the implicit message of Bilam, which was, you guys are so good, so you can relax your super high standards. When Bilam realized he couldn't curse the Jews, the hate in his heart was still there, so he offered this piece of advice to Balak, and it worked because the Jews fell for this complacency effect syndrome. And Rashi actually alludes to this by saying that in response to Bilam's so-called bracha. We don't want your honey or your sting. Those people who didn't fall for Billam's trick most likely rejected the bracha because the implicit intent of complacency that was there. But they had to say the bracha because Hashem obviously authored the bracha with proper intent. Hashem wanted us to continue the momentum and to continue the good work in fighting complacency. As a former Duke University coach, Don Meyer, once said, Complacency is the forerunner of mediocrity. You can never work too hard on attitudes, effort, and technique. So what our lesson is from this week's Parsha is try to resist complacency whenever it confronts you. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I am Dr. Jonathan Lassen, a therapist, educator, and lifelong learner. I'd love to hear your comments, thoughts, and suggestions by emailing me at jonathanlassen2018 at gmail.com. That's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-L-A-S-S-O-N 2018 at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you and learning from you. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and are psyched for our next Torah Psych Podcast.